Araya in it's an expression in Shia Shidim, Araya Vishanam is a pasture in the in Shashanam is the roses. Now all the Khsidzi Shasun bring this down. Besides Abnachman, the Tanyan, the Kitatayra brings it down. But one but one I want to just bring out a fascinating thing. Normally you would have thought the hint for Chuva and Elul should have been something with great fear. You know, uh, the monster is coming, who knows, some great fear. The Chuva mentions Ani Ledoidi, I am to my love, Ledoidi Li, and the love is to me. And the reason is when a person feels loved, it's much easier to say, I'm sorry. Any of us who married a while knows that when, you, when the Shalom Bayis is great and you both feel loved, it's very easy to say, I'm sorry. When it's not that way, when there's friction and there's a gap between the husband and wife, I'm sorry becomes the most difficult thing. The simple I'm sorry. When there's love, respect, you know, make a mistake, it's so easy to say, I'm sorry. It really is, you know, you know nothing, I'm sorry. But when, unfortunately, there's a lot of hurt feeling and there's a huge gap between a couple, husband and wife, I'm sorry is a kriyas yamsev, as they say. So that's exactly what it, that it remez is, that we have to remember that the Rebbeini Shaloylam loves us. He's not out there waiting, okay, I have a, I have a, a, a big list and an X and a red X with a red pen, or, you know, like the teacher marking, and you're going to get now so much and so much patch. He's waiting for us with his great love. Please say, I'm sorry. When you feel that, it's much easier to do tshuva. Much, much easier. Because you also feel that you're going to be accepted. Often people are afraid just to pick up the phone to say, I'm sorry to someone. Just to say, simple, I'm sorry. Because they're afraid the guy's going to hang up the phone on you. Being rejected. It's very painful just to think that someone might reject you. The Hashem says, you say, I'm sorry, I am going to accept you with my both hands, wholeheartedly, with everything. So it's amazing how the whole Elul is beginning to teach us and I, that how much the Hashem loves us and he's waiting for us to say, I'm sorry. It's very difficult for many of us to get this concept, but this is a very, very important concept to tell yourself every day that Hashem really loves you. Really, not just a, it really takes time. Many people don't have that in themselves to, to feel, why should I be loved? But the truth is, it doesn't make a difference if you feel it, if you don't feel it, it's a reality. The Rebbein Shalom is Ainsaf. And his love is Ainsov, he's limitless, his love is limitless, and he really wants his creation to be a great success. He wants every creature to be a great success. And, the, and Shuva is what makes the entire world a success. The Chemedr says before the Rabbanishim created the world, he created Shuva, knowing that if we create a world with a free will, it's going to be a lot of times we're going we're gonna to mess up. So the Rebbe put into the system 
an automatic tshuva. That if you do tshuva, the slate gets clean. Depends about type of a tshuva, how much level of tshuva do. But tshuva really slowly washes away our sins. Uh, and as Shula explained, a very simple thing. Today we understand it easier. Imagine they come up to the next world, or the judges of Shoshana, and the prosecutor pushes the search button, all the Lushan Hadas. And all of a sudden, all the Lushan comes onto the CD on the screen. That day you spoke, and you look at it, you know, I spoke, yes, it's that day, with whom, which place. It's going to be terrible, embarrassing. But if you do tshuva, he's going to push the button, all the Lushan Hadas, it's an empty disk, it's gone. And he's going to look for other sins, it's gone. So the more you do tshuva, the emptier the, the, the disk is. And if you do tshuva mahava, you know that the Gemara says, if you do tshuva mahava, do tshuva of love to Hashem, so the Gemara says, the sins becomes a positive thing. Well, I'll get to it maybe next week, but tshuva mahava does, you do tshuva because you realize how much Hashem loves you. Is This is what, what I did for someone who loves you so much. Sometimes you do tshuva, but listen, I don't want to go to hell. So you do tshuva. You're afraid, you know, you just don't want to go to hell. So you do tshuva. You don't want bad things to, or you don't want, you want to have a good year. You want to have panasa. You want health. You want to marry your children. You know, there's also tshuva, a fear, and it's also tshuva. The Pasik says, and the Pasik says very clearly, there's going to be trouble. Are you going to do tshuva? Rabbi Shlomik says tshuva even though you are in jail and being tortured and you scream out, I regret what I did. Rabbi accepts any tshuva. When a person does tshuva because he's really is in love with Hashem, the Chazals say all the negative things of Aedis becomes a positive. To explain this, so the Moshe Kadavara, one of the great Balami Kibolam, explains a very interesting, how could a chet, a sin, become a positive thing? He says a very, very profound thing. Every time we do a sin, an angel is created. A malach, we do a mitzvah, it's a mishnah. If you do a mitzvah, a mitzvah angel is created. Every, even though the angel is here to take revenge of the sin we did, it must have a spark of kedusha to give it life. Otherwise, nothing lives without, in the greatest tumor, there has to be some spark of Kedusha to give a life, life. So when you do Tshuva Mahava, those sparks you get for your, for your inventory. It goes into your inventory. The Malach dies. The Malach lets a guy smoke Lashon Hara. So now, he, you know, this Tshuva is Lashon Hara. So the Malach disappears. And that spark, if you do Tshuva Mahava, they put it into your, for you, for, for the positive things. All those ones. But, there's different levels of doing tshuva. The point is that we see that the Rebani Shalom incredibly, incredibly loves us. You know, in an incredible way, the Rebani Shalom loves us. That how, how much he really cares about us and wants us. And, uh, and this is what Ella is about. So, to explain the simple thing of tshuva. You know, people are a little bit confused about tshuva. The first thing about tshuva is to decide not to do what you're doing. You know, it could be, could be Lashon Hara, anything that people, you know, make brachas the right way or, or anything, you know. 
could be from brachas, it could be from you know, davening, uh, not davening, or speaking Russian harder, looking at pizzas, any you know anything people unfortunately step on. The various that we don't pay attention, and the Chazal say the various that we step on it, which is uh, that's the one that we have to be really afraid. Dover the Melech says, "I'm not afraid of murder. I'm not afraid of. I'm afraid of those mitzvahs that get stepped on easily. Those are the things I'm really, really afraid." So the first thing, tshuva means you tell yourself, "I am stopping to do it." Someone told me a fascinating story. He was there involved, an older person, cousin of mine. He, he went with a friend of his to the Satmar Rebbe, talking about Yelish, really, uh, Satmar Rebbe, and this was uh, probably in the 60s. And this guy, he went with him, he's afraid to go alone, and he told the Satmar Rebbe that he was nichshil, that he slept with the shiksa. And, you know, he, he needs, he wants to do tshuva. He was so... Says, you know what tshuva is? Stop doing it. That's the first thing of a tshuva. Got to tell yourself, I'm not going to do it. If you're doing something wrong, the first tshuva is. Many people are confused. The first thing is, I am not going to do it. Let's say you annoy your spouse with something, and she's really annoyed with you, and you say, you know what? I see this is annoying you. I'm not going to do it anymore. That's the first thing. So, first thing you tell Hashem. These are the things, is my shortcoming. I am not going to do it. Because a person says, I'm sorry. I'm sorry that I did it. You know, sometimes I joke with my wife. I'm sorry I did it. And I tell her, and she laughs and she tells me, but probably you're going to do it again. I say, probably I'll do it again. You know, so that's not, that's not really tshuva. You know, you have, first you got to tell yourself that uh, whatever habit, whatever it is, which is wrong, you're going to stop doing it. Whatever it is, we, everyone knows in their heart what they want, they need to stop. got to tell yourself, I'm sitting down, it's Elul, I am stopping to do this. You know, a lady told me, there was a man also once told me the same thing. He, they decided, well, this is a lady told me, they decided to stop speaking Roshanara. She thought not to speak gossip is the hardest thing. Like she works in an office, and you know, women, a bunch of women, all due respect, but you know, the woman talk. And she said, she felt there was no way it's going to happen. She said, you know, she, she, she made an announcement that she took upon herself, and she thought, she says the whole office changed in a positive atmosphere. Because when you talk negative things, you catch, you, you invite, catchy atmosphere. You can't talk about Loshnara, you can't talk about 99%, 90% of the people talk, unfortunately, is Loshnara. You know, 90%, you watch yourself. You know, most people, you know, it quetch, this is not good, he's not good, and this didn't come out, and you decide you become a much happier person. But, you know, we, the Rabbi Shalom loves us, with his ultimate love told us all these mitzvahs. And we are lucky. You have to tell ourselves every day, we are so lucky that the creator of the universe told us what to do or not to do. That's how you have to look at it. Not look at it, it's a burden. We are so lucky that we have a straight message from our creator of the whole universe and told us, this you shouldn't do, this is not good, the shnar is not good, Pizzas is not good. Sneeze is important. Brachas is important. Davening is important. You know, we were lucky 
the cash is important. We are so lucky that we got this. We are blessed with these mitzvahs. So, you know, the first thing in Shuva is just stop doing it. And the Rebbein Yonis is a very, very, very simple, which works very, you should write down the things that you have your shortcomings and tell you so not to do it. Otherwise, we lose focus. That's how it is. We, you know, every person has a lot of things on their mind, you know, working, raising a family, doing what you need. Everyone has so much. So these things got pushed to the bottom of the list. You know, we, we all have lists, and some, sometimes the most important things in the bottom of the list. I joke sometimes with my wife, looks like I'm the last one on the list, I tell her it looks like. You know, I tease her. You know, sometimes that's what happens with spouses. But, but the, the trick over here, the Ben Yonis says about, about uh, Davide, that a person should write down for himself, these are the things that I have shortcoming. And I should, you know, to focus on it and tell yourself, I'm not going to do it, and I'm going to change it, and I'll do, I'll do the right thing. Let it be lush and harder, let it be, you know, but ever, if it's an addiction, how am I going to stop, how am I going to overcome it, what's my steps? Because if you don't focus on it, right now, everyone is nervous, Elul. Everyone is nervous, and everyone's nervous, Rosh Hashanah. Comes right after Yom Kippur, back to square one. So not to get into that sort of a trance, sort of the track, so a person should focus and say, how do I stop doing this? And, you know, whatever it is, it's important. Now, it also could be Hilcha Shabbos. Sometimes people don't know Hilcha Shabbos. I encourage people to read There's so many good books written about Hilcha Shabbos. You should learn it, because if you don't learn Hilcha Shabbos, you have a hard time keeping Shabbos the right way. Sometimes simple things people don't know. So the first thing that the, is, is to simple stop doing it. Second thing is you should really regret that you did it. Part of tshuva is, is you really have charata. You know, you regret, and it's a mitzvah not just to regret, to say it out. That's called the vidi. You say out to Hashem, that's the whole vidi of the whole time we say, I regret that I did this. I am really sorry. That's all the Rebbeinu Shalom wants to hear. A deep, I'm sorry. Now, you know, I try to explain this in a very simple way. Sometimes you step on someone's toe and you say, I'm sorry. People say, okay, I accept it. Sometimes you hurt someone, you say, I'm sorry. I don't forgive you. Someone once came to me, says he asked someone forgiveness, and the guy doesn't want to forgive him. He first didn't want to tell me what he did, and finally he told me, I explained to him, you know, this was something terrible that you did. You know, a simple just call up, please forgive me. You have to show to him that you really regret what you did. It, it, you know, the, the ask forgiveness depends how much you hurt the person. If you just simply hurt him, you stepped on the toe. A simple, I'm sorry, most people was there. But what happens, he, this story was, in public, humiliated the person. That person is very, very hurt. You're saying if you, if you would go to him and sincerely say, I, I'm, I was such a fool and I, I'm, I'm terrible, sorry, and I will make up for it and I'll email all those people that, are, that I apologize to you and show you really regret, every normal person would say, will, uh, will accept it, but you just called them up. 
Erev Yom Kippur. Hello, can you please forgive me what I did? The guy hung up the phone on you. I mean, it makes sense to me. You know, it does make sense. But if a person, you know, that's the same between us and Hashem the same way. The, the Rebbein Yonah explains that the more, the, the, the higher the, the, the transgression is, the, the, the sin is, the more you really got to get yourself to say, I'm sorry. It takes time to be sorry. This is what the Tanya explains it, the Rebbein Yonah explains it. That it takes the, the first you start a little bit, I'm sorry, and that makes your mind clearer. And then you can be higher, I'm sorry, and then you can send the depth. It takes time. Unfortunately, we, we don't see the great picture. We just very close, you know, we are right now here and we're nervous about it, Shoshana, we want to be, I'm sorry. Now, if you look at the picture of your life, what you have done, there has to be a real deep, I'm sorry. And it takes time to have the clear vision in our head. So the more you do tshuva, the more your mind gets cleared, the more you can understand how terrible it was what I did. I once saw from the Tzemach Tzedek a very, very, very powerful story. I don't remember if the story was a marshal or it's a true story, but he explained that's how a person has to do tshuva. In Russia, they used to, you know, to bring the logs on sleds in the winter. Used to wait till the, the lake or the river freezes and bring it across. And this winter was a mild winter, it didn't freeze yet. And the loggers were all waiting at the edge of the woods to bring the logs with a sled over the river. And most people were waiting. One guy says, ah, you guys are, <laughs> yeah, bunch of fraidy cats. That's eh, good. So he goes with his horses and he goes in the middle of the lake. The ice starts cracking. And he jumps on top of the wagon and he knew he was going to die. Because, you know, you can't help him. If you go out, if you don't know what you're doing, everyone gets dragged in. For 20 minutes, he was screaming and was saying, what a fool I was, I didn't have patience, and now I'm going to die a horrible death. For 20 minutes, he was top of his lung, he was screaming. How foolish was I? I just didn't have patience. So I was a wise guy, and now I'm dying a horrible death. So someone said, that's exactly how we have to look at ourselves. To see how, look at ourselves, how foolish was the sins that we did. Not just because not being patient and being... Most of the talk, sins comes, you don't think it through. You think, ah, everything's going to be okay. When a person sins, means when you're doing something wrong, at that moment, the Yetzirah says, do, don't think. Just do it. And after it's done, uh, we'll deal with it. That's the type of the Yetzirah always comes. The Shtus says to, uh, to you, don't think it through. So we didn't have patience for the lack of patience. We're going to drown in this horrible death. person has to sit down and say, Oi, because the lack of my patience that I had over here, and I spoke Lashnar, I did this and this, ate not kosher, whatever, then daven, or whatever you, you, we transgressed this year. How foolish was it? Because at the end of the day, we all know all these excuses are silly excuses. Really, really not valid excuses. When living in this world, we really think it's a great excuse. But in reality, it's not a good excuse. So, but the, what the person has to do is sit down and tr take time and just say, I am truly sorry. See, let me, let me explain something. 
Do you know why we say slichas? You know, the Svardim starts saying slichas on the beginning of Elul already, the Svardim. Do you know why we say slichas? We say slichas, hopefully, that all the slichas will say will arouse in us a true repentance, meaning you're going to truly say, I'm sorry. Because it's difficult for us sometimes. We live and we run and we, we're immune to the feelings and we give up at the idea. Ah, you think I'm going to change? Ah, I'm never going to change. So, you know, it becomes like, you know, that we don't do tshuva. The slichas and the long davening of Yom Kippur and all this is supposed to, to awaken us up to, to do tshuva. The Ramam learns the reason we blow shofar. You know what the Ramam explains? In the other chazuka, she really does this. We blow shofar to wake us up from our sleep. Because the Ramam explains, when we live our daily life, we sleep away our life. We don't grab it and say, how much of the day can I be devoted to Hashem? Even the work that I do, I could be devoted to Hashem. If you go to work and you say, I'm doing it, because that's the mitzvah. It's a mitzvah to work, to earn money, to support the wife and family. That's the great mitzvah. The whole work becomes a mitzvah. Now, if you cook, because it's, we got to eat, so the cooking becomes a mitzvah. A person could be alert all day long, and whatever he does becomes a great mitzvah, but we sleep. You know, in America, we walk around like zombies, not alert. It's like our mind is all over, but not focused. So a person, you know, the Ramam says, the blowing the shofar is to wake us up from our sleep, and say, grab all of life. This is your life, and make life into, into a holy thing. And to just regret. You know, it's, it's like I tell people, in, today is, hey, in 25 days from today, we're going to court. I heard people who have to go to traffic court and they're nervous about it. Silly courts. For money they're nervous about for a lawsuit. Here, there's not money lawsuit here. That is also there. The lawsuit of money is also there. But the, the, the judgment is going to be, are we going to live? Not going to live. Going to be healthy? Not healthy. But the panosa, everything is going to be judged. Now, certain things is going to be judged no matter what. Someone asked me, is there a way to get away? I says, everyone one day is going to have to expire. Someone to ask me, Shabbos, you know what I mean? Is it guarantee I'm going to live this year? He says, everyone has to die one day. It has to happen. But what is sure, that very often, many, many, many things depends on our tshuva. Many, many things. If you would have done tshuva before Rosh Hashanah, this thing wouldn't have happened. But we didn't do tshuva, so that's why it happened. The many things are going to happen no matter what. This is the Rebbein has its reasons why, what, and where. So, the first thing is to sit down and take time and try to tell yourself how foolish was it what I did. See, you know, most people... You know, most people, when they do something wrong, no one is very proud. No one goes around saying, you know, I sinned then and then, and I feel great about it. Sometimes, unfortunately, we could have had a, you know, some people had a good taste, and it was sweet taste, and, you know, forbidden fruit. 
could sound so good and so tasty, as we would say. You know, there are sometimes people could say this to themselves this, but the truth is the part of every Jewish person, you know, I shouldn't have done it. There isn't a person, a simple, deep thing, I shouldn't have done it. You know, someone asked me very bluntly, he says, Rabbi, I did something terrible wrong, but it was good. So I tell you, it was good. I said, it's true, but don't you feel embarrassing a little bit? Yeah, I do. That's, I told him, that's the nekuda you have to start working. You have to start working, first of all. There's nothing to be proud of it, you know what I mean, that you did it. Unfortunately, you know, the Aveda was sweet, but you have to, there's a part of every Jewish person who knows that it's wrong. I make it very simple. Sometimes between a, a, your own spouse, you know you're wrong, but you don't want to say I'm sorry. You ever had that feeling? I know, you, I know I was wrong, but I am not going to come out and say I'm sorry. I'm going to wait. Maybe she says something. I'm sorry. That's um, the childish thing that we have in us, immature. But very often, Hashem, it's also, we know we did something wrong, but that's not enough. Hashem wants you to say, I'm really sorry. If you can't be sorry, you say a little bit. Because the more you say, I'm sorry, the more you meditate over it, the more you really will regret it. Then you tell yourself, was that worth it for all the Gehenna I'm going to have? Was that worth it for the Osset Lovai, that few minutes of enjoyment, the few minutes of the who knows what, is that was worth it? Someone told me that uh, he suffers from an illness. They couldn't diagnose it, and finally diagnosed it when he was, uh, he was not religious then, in his early 20s, and every day he smoked marijuana. It was like every night, Using his words, I'm not familiar, I was stoned every night, he told me, for a long time. And the doctors now say, at this age, it comes out and he has problems. You know, it has, a, I forget, there's a name for it, he told me. He went to two specialists, both agreed. This is, he first thought that he's getting one of these terrible illnesses. And the doctor says, no, it doesn't have the symptoms, has the symptoms from a long time using marijuana. So he tells me, boy, was I foolish. So I asked him, while you were doing it? Yeah, while I was doing it, I was enjoying it. But now that he's 60 years old and, he, and, he, and he, his hands work like a 75-year-old person, he doesn't have good coordination, you know, I'm not a doctor. Maybe there's something he didn't tell me because I don't know these medical things. But he really, really now regrets it. I mean, he's very young. <laughs> you know, he was a, a hippie in the young days and uh, that was just part of his lifestyle. But now he looks back but it, how it wrecked him, now he really has charata. Unfortunately, that's how our, we have to look at the Avedis. Maybe a person enjoyed it, but you look at the long night, sit down. Is this, was it worth it? The, you know who told me not to do it? I always think to myself, the creator of the universe who knows what's the best thing for us. If you wouldn't thought it was good for you, he would have told you to do it. They told you, and most of the Avedis is not really, it's just, it's a fantasy. If a person of sins, it's just a fantasy in his mind that it's reality. There's what you could eat, you could, be, you, you could be intimate, you do it the right way, you do it when you're married, you do it the right woman. All these things the Torah allowed you, but you got to do it to the guidelines of the Torah. When Hashem says you do it outside the guidelines of the, of the Torah, then this is a cancer growing there. You invited the cancer. It's like a smoker. You know what I mean? 
I've asked uh, uh, smokers too. I have a good friend, close friend. I begged him years he should stop smoking. He always, his answer was the statistics of smoking is only people smoke seven days a week. I only smoke six days a week. That was his answer. It's true. Finally, the doctor told him, if he doesn't stop smoking, you're not going to live a year from now. He stopped cold turkey. And, you know, there is problems. He has, uh, I forgot the name, uh, emphysemia it's called. And, uh, and he tells me, you know, he tells me, I should have listened to you years ago. You used to bother me. You know, it's, it, it, you know, right now, he, he had to throw the cigarettes away. And we knew already as young. But, you know, Yetzirah told him, I can't stop. You know, that's what Yetzirah tells him, you can't stop. The first thing you have to always remember we have a free will to stop anything you want. That's the very, very important. Many people walk around thinking, I really can't stop and I really can't change. There's no such a thing. I told you, I said this last week over. Someone told me he has an anger problem. Really, really, he gets quickly angry. He's going for help, but he, you know, he just told me he just blew up again. I said to him, if someone would tell you that for one year you don't get angry, you get $10 million. Do you think you can master it? He says, for sure, no question. No question. So it means you can. The $10 million, you could. That means you can. It just don't put the effort. There's no $10 million enticing you. We can change whatever we put our mind to it. There's no such a thing you can't. That one of the things that hold back people doing tshuva because they say to themselves, you know, I'm really going to change. I'm going to, this, this lady told me that, when she took a bomb not to speak Lashonara, she thought that, you know, it's the end of the world. She alone explained it to me. Imagine working in office all these years and all the gossip. You know, she really thought it's the end of the world. But it didn't. It's not the end of the world. You're saying the first thing a person has to really tell themselves that a person really could change. So that's why a person asked as I began, the true has to be throwing, saying, I am not going to do it. Not going to do it. And focus, and the second part is, and to say, I regret what I did. And it, you know, it takes time. That's why if a person really wants to do tshuva, you must take time for yourself. Most people slide into the Shoshuna like without preparation and boom, it hits them. Take time for yourself. And we do have time. You know, I always love when people say, I don't have time. I always say this story, true story. And the guy told me, yeah, he never had time. There's enough time to come to Afyoyim. He's busy, busy, yeah, busy. And he's overweight and his blood, high, high blood pressure. And the doctor told him, you got to lose weight. So he bought $15,000 worth of, uh, he's wealthy, how's it called, uh, exercise machines. Even that didn't help him, he says. Finally hired a private, uh, how do you call this, private trainer. She should come to the house and help him. But he's losing weight. Do you know why? He's got to, his blood pressure is too high. Person, you know, could change if they want. But you need time. You have to focus. The only way he's losing weight is... Twice a week, a trainer comes and they work out heavily. We have to be focused the same way. We have to take time every day, 20 minutes, sit down. Rosh Hashanah is coming upon me. I need to do tshuva. And tshuva means, doesn't mean, like again, I am sorry, Hashem, what I've done. 
truly, deeply sorry that this and this, I, uh, whatever sins we know we did, we should just say, just in a deep, deep sorry. See, but you don't take time. What happens is, I begin, I always watch, the beginning, everyone gets nervous, then it calms down, then the first day, slichas, oh, it's slichas tomorrow. Everyone gets again nervous. Then if two days they come, then Erev Shona comes, they get nervous, it goes down. And the, and the whole energy goes into nervousness. It didn't come, the, energy, the whole energy gets wasted in the anxiety of the whole Shoshana. And that's where Chazal made the whole slichas that maybe you should come to shul, maybe you're going to cry there a little bit. But truthfully is, you should take time and just say to Hashem, I am really, really sorry. See, it, the Rambam says, I'll explain it. The Rambam says, this, you have, a person needs two types of tshuva. Tshuva, the certain things that we did, we didn't expect to do. You know, a person did a sin and he really, really didn't, you know, something is not what he normally does. He just, unfortunately, Yetzirah got the better of him. I once had someone called me up, Ervium Kippur, that he one time ate non-kosher. He was in a terrible situation. And uh, he ate, and he, the next thing he did is he put his finger into his mouth and he vomited everything. And he says, I never did it. I don't know what, what got upon him from me. He says, this is, you got to do tshuva. You know, that most people sometimes, the easier for them to do tshuva because they never expected to fall this way. Unfortunately, people have other Avedis. They live with someone they're not allowed to live with. They also could do tshuva because they really look at themselves. You know, I did this. This is, this is I shouldn't have done it. It's not for me. But the hardship of doing tshuva is the things we do routinely. Roshan Hara, you know, not making brachas the right time and not uh, looking at pritzes or whatever things that we step on which became part of our daily routine, sort of to say. That is harder to do tshuva. That is, you got to take time and become focused. Person needs to become focused and just take time, and that will help you quit doing it. I don't think my hour talking here is going to help you quit. My hour, I hope my hour is going to help you. You know, you should take charge of your life and sit down and tell yourself. I'm going to do chew on these things, and I'm going to quit. You know, and I, always, I always tell people, Elo, one of the good things to do is take upon yourself one thing you're going to focus. To change, tell yourself that this year I'm focusing on one thing. I, I always say always a story what a lady told me many years ago, and uh, it's a very, very profound story. I was tell this to a woman that she changed one thing. So she decided one year she's going to stop being a kvetch and a nudge. Obviously, she knew that she was a kvetch and a nudge. And, and she told me, i never forget that she told me that she literally had to bite her lips and bleed not to say it again. She had teenage daughters. The room was always a mess. She wouldn't say it once and then bite her lips and not say it another time. She would, you know... You know, with her husband, she was always critical. It never just say once, please, please clean after yourself, and that's it. And he says, I literally, till Hanukkah, I would, uh, every day almost my lips would bleed. God's story, poor Shimamas, finally, it, uh, 
And, what, and finally she says, you know what I learned from this? I began to like myself a lot more. She never realized that her fetching attitude, she disliked herself for being a fetch. She says I, that was the most profound thing in, in, inside of her, that she was able finally to see that it had an effect on herself, not just on her husband and children. But the, the, she told me she had notes all over. On the fridge, it was a big happy sign. What is called the smiley sign. That was going to remind her, do not catch. She says, there was no way I was going to do without it. Because it was so in me. I don't know, she, I, she, she says, I was 40 years old already. It wasn't like, you know, I'm a 20-year-old. I was catching for 25 years at least, she says. The chain, but she did it. And, you know, people have told me they changed. You know, I've met people who did horrible things and changed their life. People could, but you got to be focused. And that's why you must take time for yourself. It's easier to, I always tell people, it's easier to quit not, uh, if a person eats non-kosher. Quit eating non-kosher, eat kosher. That's, it's harder to, let's say, not to speak lotion harder. Or it's much harder things that so many people violate. Things people violate, that's also harder. You know, saying that I'm going to make brachas all the time. Or bench all the time. You know, no one does it the right way. So that's, sometimes you live in a community, the peer pressure around the community doesn't allow you to change. But if you focus, this is what I need to change this year, and I'm going to stop doing it, helps a person to do tshuva. And you know, that's why we were created. You know, the Rambam says, God made us with the Tselem Alekim. Now the word Tselem Alekim, the God's image, is a big, big, uh, you know, how to translate. The Rambam translates it very simple. We're the only ones that have a free will. The angels don't have a free will. The sun, this morning, didn't wake up and says, you know what, maybe I'm not going to put on the film. Maybe I'll sleep in. I'm not going to shine. The sun is a, 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 I think, you know, the sun is 330,000 times bigger than earth. Do you know that? 330,000 times bigger than earth. He has, he has no mood swings and he has no rebellious moods. He does exactly how he's programmed. He doesn't say one day, you know, I don't want to shine today. Every day I have to shine. One day I'm going to stop shining. Does exactly who is programmed. Earth does its program. We are the only ones that have a free will. To, and I always tell myself, this is what we were created for. To change these things. That's exactly what we created. That's why a person, to, in order to change, needs to focus and take time for themselves. Really take time and be able to focus. Say, you're going to change many of these things in your life. And people do change. I've seen people change drastically to the good. So the, the first thing of tshuva is, is to have stop doing what you're doing. Tell yourself. And second, tell you to take time and start regretting what you did. And the more you regret it, the more your mind opens up, the more you can see the big picture, the more you can really regret what you did. This is what the Tani explains, that your mind, the more you do tshuva, 
And you know what Rav Nachman explains? Rav Nachman explains even more another deeper thing. The more you do tshuva, the more you want to be a better person. This is very powerful because if there's a will, there's a way. The, you know, the only reason we are what we are and we have shortcomings because we don't want to be really more than we really what we are. I know it's very painful to hear that. We are what we are because we don't, but that's all we wanted to be what we are. Because if you really wanted to change what you are, it would have changed already. Let's say you hate speaking Russian Hara. You don't hate it so much. If you would have hated it so much, you would have never spoken Russian Hara. If this would have been so terrible, so the reason we still fall into the trap because we don't want, there's a part of us. Not the worst thing we tell our, unfortunately, it's how to speak to us in this language. So Ranachma says, when a person does shuva, it gives them a desire to have more wants for Kedusha. It arouses the desire. Because the more the desire you have, the more you can accomplish. And everyone knows this, you know, I, I grew up, uh, I always say, from birth, but people who are young, and they wanted to attract a girl. They came up with creative ideas, and well, you know, you hear things and how to get their attention and what to do. Amazing, because you really will have a desire, and you are going to do whatever you can do to get it done. And if we would have that desire, wow! So tshuva helps us, when the person does tshuva and achim it helps them to the next level to have a desire for more kedusha, And then you push yourself more. And then, you know, you push yourself more. See, in, uh, we are programmed, unfortunately, our mind is programmed with a lot of excuses. We have a disc, you know, in the, in the program there's a disc with excuses. And we pull up each time the excuse that fits our, uh, you know, I was raised this way and it's difficult and, you know, it's, maybe it's not really lost and harder. You know, we have a lot of silly excuses. But in the truth it is, the excuses is, is silly. <clears throat> I once said over here, a very powerful passage in Shira Shiram. Shira Shiram says, the, the, the Peacefully, Ani Yishaini, it goes like this Ani Yishaina, I'm asleep, Libeir. Ani Yishaini means we are asleep in bed. We're not awake. Libeir, the Shechina is awake. And she knocks on the door and he says, Peacefully, Achoisi, Rayusi, Tamusi. She says all these loving, beautiful words. Open the door, my lover, my friend my partner, my twin, all these beautiful words. Open the door. I'm asking, what does she answer? You know, I took off my shirt. How can I get dressed now? I'm in bed already. I went to sleep. I wash my legs. How can I make it dirty? I, you know, I remember learning this. It sounds ridiculous. Imagine you have a classmate in high school, two o'clock in the morning, knocks on the door, and he says, 
calls you by your name. He says, I'm stuck over here. You jump out of bed. Yes, clothing, no clothing. What happened? He's knocking on the door. He says, you see, he's in trouble. You'll let him in. Your lover is knocking on the door. That's what it means. And she says, my sister, Ayusi, Tamusi. Oh, long, loving words. And he said, you know what? I got into bed. I can't get out. See, when you're, when you're that side of the side, when you're that side answering that answer, you don't even think it makes sense. We on the other side look at it, you're absurd. The shin is begging you. What, you. what kind of a silly answer? The answers what we give to ourselves, to, we are convinced ourselves is good answers. But in reality, it's absurdity. There's no real answer. There's no answer why. Talking to myself, there's no answer why we speak Lashnara, there's no answer why we do this. All the shortcomings, there's no really answer. The real answer is because we don't take charge of our life. And we don't realize the Chaymer So, Shuva needs to do, sit down and focus the things that you need to change. And just say to Hashem, I am so sorry what I did. I'm sorry that I did this, I'm sorry that I did this. And I tell myself, I am not going to do it. That's the first thing. Stop doing it. First thing it should be, stop doing it. The guy with that story is happening. The guy was living with the shikhs. The first thing is, stop. Stop doing what you're doing wrong. And then, you should have kharata. Then you can tell the Rabbani Shalaylam, you know, I'm so, so sorry what I did. And the Rabbani Shalaylam promises us he accepts Everyone's tshuva. Many people think, nah, not me. The rabbi would know what I did. A guy once told me, he didn't want to tell me what he did. And uh, I I said to him, what did you do? He didn't want to tell me. I said, do you have a mamzer? You know, did you uh, live with a married lady, have a child? No, no. Did you kill a thousand people? No. So there's nothing that tshuva doesn't help. He didn't want to tell me. I said, there's nothing in the world that tshuva doesn't help. It's a Yitzhahara that comes to a person and says, Nah, Yeravim Benavot, who got the masses of Klal Yisra to worship Abedi Zora. It was the, it was really, really got the masses. Hashem grabbed hold and told Yeravim, Do tshuva, chazoi Even though he didn't sin for himself, he was, uh, he got the masses to sin. And he could do tshuva. There's nothing that tshuva doesn't help. Tanya says, not everyone agrees to the Tanya, but Tanya says that even the sins where the Zoya says you can't do tshuva, he said that's only tshuva meyera. But tshuva mahava, there's nothing that stands. If a person that's tshuva with the love of Hashem, there is no sin in the world that, you, that doesn't get wiped away. So, as this, if you all want, I'm sure every one of us wants the tshuva. So take time for yourself. You know, believe it or not, many people have a hard time this sitting to be alone for two minutes even, I was told. Tell yourself, 20 minutes, turn your cell phone off. Otherwise, it's dangerous. Turn it totally off. Nothing. In 20 minutes, you sit down, here I am, I came to you because I want to do tshuva. And start focusing, you know. You'll see how your whole Elul is going to be a different Elul. But you, you know, you got to take charge. 
And not only your Ella is going to be, your life is going to change. When a person, you know, lives with a cheshman, cheshmini, cheshmini, accounting, he, he has an accounting of his day, his whole day is a different day. Many people tell me their, their days is like a run-on sentence for weeks. You know what I mean? Like, uh, like uh, you know, a person when he sits out, it's another day. Your boy's side, today is going to be Sunday. And it's going to be, it, today how your day is going to be is going to be up to you. Not up to your spouse, the people are going to nudge you, bother you, work. It's up to you how your day is going to be, believe it or not. You could smile all day or you could quetch all day. So why don't we take Sunday, smile all day, and take 20 minutes of your own time and sit down and say to Hashem, this is my life. I really regret what I did. I want to change. And you should help. Ask Hashem, help me change. Help me overcome my my things that I am used to, addiction, I wouldn't call it addiction, but to, to help me stop doing it. But what really helps also tshuva is when you have a happy disposition, believe it or not. You know, when you want to ask some of your spouse forgiveness, you walk in with a lousy mood, it's not going to work too well. If you come with a, a positive mood, can't laugh, got to be serious, but a depressed mood is not as good. It's always a happy mood that works much more profound. Okay.